0: Hello everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Big news in the Bluegrass State tonight, Derek. Uh, Really no surprise to Kentucky fans, but it's a huge step forward for the program on the offensive side of the ball, especially at a position of need to add playmakers at wide receiver.
1: Yeah, huge news over uh, Frederick Douglass High School. On um, Thursday night, Denki, a legacy recruit, his father played at UK, and like you said, a lot of people for quite some time, I kind of thought UK was out front. He committed to Kentucky over Michigan, South Carolina, and Oregon, where his other finalists. He took official visits to all those schools, um, but yeah, he pulled the trigger on UK. You know, and this is a this is a big get, Sean. This is a more more than anything. Well, maybe not more than anything, but a big thing is keeping a pass catcher like this at home and another side note further evidence that you know this probably doesn't happen if UK doesn't make an offensive coordinator change if it doesn't show that it's capable of spreading the ball around a little bit more basically if they didn't make it believable that a kid like Dane could come in and put up good numbers and have a good career then I don't think any of this happens but they did a good job recruiting him um this is a, a highly ranked kid you know he's not a absolute elite guy but he's a solid four-star kid he's in the top 247 on our website he's number 226 and he's the top player in kentucky because uh gavin limpsett is now technically classified in 2021 since he enrolled early but yeah a, a big day and i think fans i mean i think every college football program loves it whenever uh the local kids stay home
0: and how long do you think this thing's been wrapped up do you, do you go back to Vince Merrill making the phone call from the locker room celebration <laughs> in South Carolina where he where he was on there for for a visit and or do you go do you go back further than that do you think that this has been honestly the decision in Dane's heart for quite some time
1: i don't know i, I, I really think that i'll I'll take from from the sounds of it is that he i think as long as UK showed him something that he would he would come here um, so I do think that he was, I don't know that he was ever leaning somewhere else. I'll say that. Uh, I think if, if you wanted, you know, if UK showed that they could spread the ball around, if they could get a quarterback in place. Uh, and of course, you know, he'll most likely play with Will Levis next year. And then after that, we'll see, uh, what direction the UK quarterback room goes, but, you know, to be able to sell a hometown kid on this, I think it's good. It probably helped UK as well. Um, you know, that's kind of the interesting thing about his final list. I know Oregon was on there, and he did visit there, and I'm sure that they recruited him. I just wonder if – it seems like that was a team that you didn't really hear anything about um, towards the end. I know South Carolina was very optimistic at one point, um, and it probably helped Kentucky that their offense is just absolutely dreadful. They they can – I mean, I, I don't know where these two other teams are in the rankings. I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky's passing offense is actually better yeah. uh, statistically. In the case, it's not very good statistically. But, you know, Michigan and South Carolina both end up having a pretty hard time moving the ball through the air this year. And whenever you have the hometown excitement, you know, he's been, a, I think every home game, he was definitely storming the field against Florida because his mother got hurt uh, jumping down on the field. So um, I, I do think that that excitement, I mean, I don't know, maybe he'll, you know, we can go back tomorrow and uh, recap what he says at his announcement um perhaps he'll tell us a time when he knew that's usually a pretty standard question that gets asked when a kid commits i wouldn't be surprised though sean if that florida game was was pretty much what sold the deal and it wasn't probably so much the offense because i think they only threw for 87 yards but just whenever you're that local kid you see that excitement uh you see the other Lexington kids on the roster you know i think the more that kentucky gets a football program that shows it can win big games it's obviously going to be easier to keep these local kids here because they're I mean, that's one of the times where it actually helps you because, you know, they're very immersed in the, uh, in the excitement.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the change at offensive coordinator, but you also have a quarterback that's showing what he can do in your program, and, and you've got other quarterbacks that you feel good about, and you got Wandell Robinson who came home and is having success at that position at wide receiver. That all those things play in, and they help. But how crazy is it that a year ago, not even a year ago, 11 months ago, me and you on this podcast, sitting right here talking about all the things that they had to do, all the, how far away they were at certain positions or at quarterback. And, and 11 months later, Derek, here we are in Kentucky's offense. It's, I don't want to say it's humming, but it's starting to come into its own. You got a wide receiver who's going to be an NFL draft pick. You got a quarterback who's starting to show up on NFL draft boards because of his tools and his skill set and his arm strength. Now you got a, a wide receiver. Four-star, Dane Key, you've got others that are looking at the Kentucky program. It's it's crazy to think that – and it's a move that Mark Stoops had to make. You and I talked about that a year ago, making a change. But it's – the change has turned to positive so quickly for this program.
1: For sure. I think it's a good point about Levis. Um, I'll just mention him real quick because if he plays well down the stretch, like, I don't see a scenario where unless he just absolutely goes crazy these last five games and just – totally tears it up i mean I, I i feel pretty confident that he he's gonna be back next year I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't
0: well he's got i think he's got high round potential if he could probably get someone to take you if he has a really good strong finish the season but like taking you and and you being and staying are two different things you ready Showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy he's doing
1: later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes You know, and I know he's going to be losing Wondell most likely, but I think if everything falls into place, you can say across the board the wide receiver room next year is going to be better. I don't know that it's going to have that one focal point like Wondell's been this year where Wondell's just clearly better than everybody else. But I think you're going to get more talent, that more, more guys who so he'll feel comfortable throwing the ball to, especially with Keaton Upshaw coming back too at tight end. Um, but you're right. You go back to what we were talking about last year with the wide receivers. Kentucky, so I'm going by the 24-7 sports composite. I know there are a lot of rankings out there. I work for 24-7. That's the one I use. Um, and they have to explicitly be listed as a wide receiver. So this stat I'm about to throw out here, people are going to be like, oh, that, that, that can't be right. Lynn Bowden, things like that. Well, Lynn Bowden was listed as an athlete. Um, Mike Drennan, I think, was listed as an all-purpose back. Wide receivers that UK has signed under Mark Stute, well, they instantly just committed. he can't sign until December. But He is now the highest-ranked guy that they have, that they've recruited at wide receiver in the national rankings and also in the composite score. He's a .9130. He's ranked 221 nationally. Sean, take a guess by the overall ranking, so where they ranked in the 24-7 sports composite. Take a guess at who he beat out for number one because it's probably
0: not going to be who you think. I don't even know where to guess.
1: So, there's a caveat to this, um, but the trivia question is better this way. (laughs) I'll give you a hint. They were from the 2014 class.
0: Why am I going blank here? I'll just go ahead
1: and tell you. It's dad, Dad Snodgrass. You remember him?
0: Oh, that, yes. Dude, I forgot all about him.
1: Thad. Thad wasn't at UK very long, but Thad was ranked 292 nationally. Now, where the hangup is in this question and why it's relevant to this roster is uh, DeCal Crowtis actually had a better ranking. Um, he was ranked lower. He was three on one, but his composite score was better. So technically, DeCal, you know, he's beating out Dakel, Or uh, he's beating out – yeah, Denki is beating out Dakel, So they were high school teammates. They're going to be coming back. But the more overarching point is – Prior to getting to uh, Dane today, man, these, these two D words are throwing me off. Uh, prior to getting Dane, the Cal Chris Lewis, Thad Snodgrass, and Javante Richardson were the only four guys who are listed as wide receivers. Now they've had other guys, and that's going to be true, even with like Barry and Brown. He's listed as an athlete. If they get him, he's going to be playing wide receiver. But it just goes to show you though, Sean, despite throwing the ball, very poorly for the past few years, you would think, like I was saying earlier about the talent across the board, that's three four-star true wide receivers right there, and they've only signed five the whole time Stoops has been there. So – you would think uh, that that talent is, is is getting better, and then the transfer portal should should make that transition even quicker with being able to kind of retool that room. It They're should. going to be young next year at some spots, but that's why I think if you go to the portal, and I don't I don't think every portal guy you get needs to be a senior or whatever. No, I think no. they should be all about getting a, a, just a guy who's in a second or third year who's on a half absolutely two, of eligibility
0: left. Absolutely, and and as we wrap up here on this one, we talked a year ago about would the portal help or would the portal hurt Kentucky? you just let's just go ahead and say it's helped it's helped Kentucky get to six and one and in the top 12 in the country in national polls right now because if you didn't have the portal there would be no Wondell Robinson at UK Will Levis and 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 so forth I mean that the portal has benefited Kentucky and that has helped Kentucky get to the point of where it's at quicker than what it would have been had they had to just go the high school route. can you imagine this wide receiver room right now without a Wondell and without a Will Levis on this roster like we'd be having a completely different conversation about where Kentucky is at year nine of the Mark Stoops era than what we're having right now. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just you learn to adapt and benefit. Some benefit, some don't benefit. It's helping schools like Kentucky kind of, I don't want to say catch up, but it's it's taking on places they haven't been. I mean, because they, they got immediate success from the transfer portal this year.
1: I really think the portal is going to help most teams. I really do. The more I see it, like, I just think a lot of teams are going to benefit from it. Um, and we haven't it, got to see
0: that play out on the basketball side yet. We don't no. know until play starts.
1: Yeah. I mean, with football, like Kentucky, I'm not saying they're immune to not losing a good player here or there. I mean, you never know what decision a kid is going to make. Um, but overall, I think UK is in a pretty good spot where it can sell, you know, especially this year on a senior-led team for the most part on defense and, you know, it's even harder to kind of judge the roster next year because you could have some more super seniors, but just theoretically before McCall was out, you know, uh, they had what, 10 senior starters on defense. Yeah. I mean, if you're i I'm not even saying an elite prospect, but if you're someone who's considering transferring uh, looking for to maybe play your last year or two in the sec, like that's a pretty big selling point for UK Although I think they've recruited pretty well defensively, I'm not really sure. I, I could see them taking one or two transfers on defense, maybe. Uh, it really probably is still too early to tell. We need to see how they finished high school recruiting. But offensively, for sure, if you're a wide receiver, you should look at this thing and say, okay, they got an offense from the NFL. Like you said earlier, Wandell Robinson's going to be a draft pick, they're losing their top three receivers and I could go play with a quarterback who's most likely going to be getting drafted next year, That's they that should be so able to be in the conversation. Yeah, they should be in the conversation, really, for any wide receiver transfer that they really want.
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. This is just a start with Dane to Kentucky. Uh, and I know Liam Cohen, Mark Stoops, they want to keep this thing rolling, Derek. Uh, as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. Make it out to one of those locations to catch a game or just have a great meal uh, shared, spend some time with friends. I got live music, everything going on throughout the week. You can check out all those Facebook pages or visit the dot com. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky daily.